Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Oh, yeah, I'm in no condition to do to do video whatsoever. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making your way here, checking out the series. Uh, you know what to do. Please hit that subscribe button if you like what you see, what you hear. I do three new interviews every single week, brand new ones, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artist and discover some new ones at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And that's me, Kyle Meredith, today talking with Greg Pucciato. We're going to be discussing the uh, the new album, Mirror Cell. It's a second solo album. And the uh, former Dillinger Escape Plan frontman uh, going to be discussing, well, his surprise regarding having a solo career. Uh, the use of voices. He has so many voices he uses in his songs and approaching a record like a movie. Uh, Greg's also going to talk about the focus he's put on his guitar playing uh, relating to Cigarro's style abstract lyrics. And, of course, playing with uh, Jerry Cantrell, Allison Chain's Jerry Cantrell. And having his uh, younger self appreciate those type of accomplishments. So let's jump into it. We're discussing Mirror Cell. It's Kyle Meredith with Greg Pucciato. You got a really great roster of guests on your podcast. You had me at Joey McIntyre. That was the one I was the most excited about. 
<laughs> you, know, you know what I've I've only what I've done is I've just made it harder for myself to ever try to market this series because it's there's no there's no specific audience like you know it's it's Joey McIntyre and it's it's Maynard and it's you know and, and it's whoever in between and outside of that yeah that's what speaks to me and it's like the same sort of the you know, same approach that I'm familiar with and it's like you're, you look down the list and I'm like oh Joey McIntyre and then it's like okay Kirk Hammett like you're like where's this going it's like alt j and it's like okay this is pretty sick daryl hall like you're just all over the map but it, it's it's you know to me that's that's way i don't know I, that's the way i operate too so i get it if you had all boy band people or all metal people or you know we wouldn't even we wouldn't be doing this right now so i feel like you attract other people that are sort of that that mindset you know well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And, uh, and and thanks for actually looking into it. That's that's awesome of you. So this is the only podcast I've agreed to do so oh, far. Wow. For, yeah, I'm over it, man. I, I can't do like it's, you know, and this is the reason why is because I, 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 I hate talking to people when their reference points are. And it just goes back to what we're saying with, with, with your guests. It's like when, when people's reference points are really myopic like, and yours are not, it, it's really difficult to you know reference like i want to be able to reference step by step to someone that i'm talking to about metallica and i can't you know like so it's like that and that's like a huge part of 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 my life is like variety and like get being into a lot of different things and so it's like i end up getting framed in ways conversationally that aren't accurate and i end up frustrated you know because i sort of have to i have to stay corralled into whatever references people are are able to catch you know but, but no this is this is gonna, this is cool i'm excited yeah well i appreciate that I, enough about me anyway this is about you i was afraid of that <laughs> i should give you the compliments at the top because miracell you know as as, as you and i are, are talking about just the the different sounds and everything i don't know man there's so much new music in the world and there's so much old music to rediscover that's that sometimes you know it just even the good stuff you know, can just hit you for a second and leave. But let, let me tell you how important that this record has been in this moment for me, because while it seems like you are talking and, and singing about very specific moments and very specific people that, that I don't personally know, it's, it is speaking to a much bigger nature, um, you know, of, of what's going on, in, I think, socially everywhere. Um, so I, I'm just hitting the compliment to you. You've made an outstanding album with this. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like I've been seeing, like obviously it comes out tomorrow and like I've been seeing like a lot of reviews, you know, like publicists are sending me, like they're all kind of hitting like this week and last week. And you never know, like you're, you're so into the thing that you do, you're doing when you're doing it that you think, you know, it's every artist always says that they're, the record they're doing is their best record and like on the outside that's always kind of like okay man yeah <laughs> and like but you really do feel that way or else you wouldn't be making it you know like you you, you at least are you you might not say it's your best ever because it ends up not you can't really do that but like you might you at least think it's good or else you wouldn't you know or, or worthy of being put out i guess like so you're by the time it and then i have the opposite reaction which is after it's already like kind of uh, you know in, inescapably coming out then i have like a, a freak out and i think it sucks <laughs> and that goes on for a while and i start asking people around me if if this you know if this is horrible you know and, and then it's like a whole it's horrible it's a horrible cycle you know of, of being really too high on your own supply and then having absolutely nothing no supply at all to 
to to to to get slightly high off of you know so like it's brutal and then you know by the time it comes out you've just accepted that whatever it is is going to be and like so like this week and, and last week all these reviews are coming in and they're all really like overwhelmingly positive and like I'm to probably the best I've ever gotten and I don't know why because I like I said I, I don't I'm, it makes me happy like it's like because all you're doing is you're putting out your signal you're an alien you're putting out your signal and you're hoping that other people their antennas can decipher your signal and they they react to it you know it does something for them it resonates with them in some way and uh you don't really know which ones those are going to be like you sometimes the songs you think that are going to do that don't do that sometimes the albums that you think are going to be you know you don't know like when the ones poke through that poke through like that end up being ones that have a little bit more that speak to people a little bit you know deeper more significantly you don't really know that until later down the line and then uh but that's cool for you to say that it means the world to me man you know writing these as you talked about sort of all at once as a cluster of songs you know a lot of times i feel like i don't know they, they can naturally stick together this being another solo record, I think I'm hitting two different points here. So my apologies for being a little bit uh, strong on this one. But do you find that do you find that there's a, any kind of thread between what's going on here and 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 Child Soldier? The thread is that I didn't have any idea that I was going to do solo records like even three years ago. You know, like I didn't know. I I didn't finish the Dillinger Escape Plan and think to myself like I'm going to start making solo material. It wasn't even a thought in my mind. You know, and like. The one thing I will say is the commonality of these two is that they were very, they were very organic. Like they, I didn't sit down and, and decide to write either of them. I just, I just write all the time and, or, or, or whenever I feel like it. And sometimes you have a little bit more in the well than, than other times. And you don't really know again, when that's going to be like, you feel like you've got something coming out of you and like you dig at it like you're digging for oil or you're always use the dinosaur bone analogy like you see a little bone in the dirt and you're like oh scrape away at this thing and sometimes it's just a foot of a pterodactyl and other times it's a fucking brontosaurus you know so like you you don't really know what you're going after and like with with the first record i started writing and i i pretty quickly knew like two or three songs in and i didn't really have a home for any of this it wasn't didn't fit in anything that i was doing and i didn't really want to make another band you know, and I felt like, okay, like I, I kind of am writing complete songs. Like, is this a solo thing? Like maybe it's going to be an EP. And then that turned into 15 came out before like I, I really hit the, okay, this is the end of the expression wall. And then uh, I would never think that, you know, less than two years later, there would be more coming out. But I think now I'm at the point where I'm so, ex I got so excited by being able to do that. Like being able to take, uh, a vision from inception to the finish line by yourself and having full control of your emotional expression, your artistic expression. It, that's so exciting to me after 20 years of doing band stuff that, you know, I think that, and, and having all this time and not, not only just because of COVID, but because of the end of Dillinger Escape Plan, which took up so much of my time, took up so much time touring where you're just, you know in a loop where just the background changes but you're in a loop every day you don't write music you don't you don't ever work on songs on tour like people that say they're going to do that they never do and like so like i spent like probably 10 of my last 20 years if i spent 10 of those years if you were to stitch it all together just on tour you know and like so 
getting done with that and not having as heavy of a touring load, that energy has got to go somewhere. And, and it, you know, it kind of has now shifted towards just excitement for output and, and, and kind of self-discovery creatively and seeing what I can do when I'm not tethered to the expectation of what a band is supposed to sound like or what you've already sounded like or having to, you know, have everybody in this particular group chime in on everything or, or else it's, you know, not a band. So like, but, you know, being a solo artist, you can just kind of do whatever the fuck you want. And that, that makes the, uh, the bands have more of a point too. you know, like I, like I felt really restricted by the end of Dillinger and I started to feel restricted even having three bands, like even having three bands, I still felt constricted. And now being able to have this, it allows those other things to not feel restrictive and for their parameters to be a little easier to see and accept. Your your creative self-discovery, as you were saying, I think that's I think that's so evident on this record. And and it's what makes the record fun, even in the angry moments. It's what makes it fun. Like like you've got different voices throughout the record, you know, wh whether you've got, it, it seems to me, you've got a few different singing voices. Of course, you know, there, there's the angrier, louder, screamy voice, and there's the whisper in like eye eclipse. When you're doing these, do, do you think of these as characters in a way? I mean, sure, they're extensions of you, but you know, to what, to what moment do, is, is there a line from, from, you know, uh, into fiction and fantasy? Like, do you consider them characters? No, you know what I used to do? Uh, I used to have them in my brain kind of separated. And, I mean, a long time ago, like in my 20s, I thought more, I delineated them more into like, okay, this is the voice I'm going to use for this. This is the voice I'm going to use for that. And sometime around, I guess, 2013-ish, like it started to become, I started to realize that I needed to have that all feel fluid, like one person that was sort of just morphing like a blob, you know, or some type of elastic amorphous thing that's shape shifting, but it's all still the same person. So, you know, and that you're, as your voice develops too, you're a little bit more able to, to do the, to, to have that elasticity, the tie-ins where you can, you know, ramp from one to another kind of like it's even the way you record it isn't separated. Like I used to be like, okay, I'm going to record this vocal and then I'm going to record that vocal and, we're going to use this mic for this kind of vocal and this mic for this kind of vocal. And I had everything really delineated and now everything is completely, I just think of it as a, like a linear string, like from the beginning of the song to the end of the song. And I, I, I want to morph, you know, as the song, you, like you want to inhabit the song and not, not one part of the song or not one voice of the song. I think of it like Daniel Day Lewis or something like you really want to just inhabit the song and allow yourself the elasticity to really go wherever you need to go and not think about it as voices or characters, because then you're going to lose, the more you do that, the more you're losing the immediacy of your actual inner emotion and personality. And the more you're kind of becoming like, you know, it's a, I, I don't, these are very personal I, I need the thing that makes art to me valuable is leaving some of your skin in it, not just be, being, you know, a vocal chameleon or something like you're trying to leave what you're trying to leave part of your soul in it. Right. So if you're doing too much thinking about things like, you know, like they're a character in a play or something like that, that you're inhabiting temporarily for a certain part of the song, like I think you lose a little bit of that. I, 
I tend to probably use Bowie as a lot of my North Star. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And of course, he came out of very much character based and everything. But 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 I love your reference, especially of Daniel Day Lewis in there too, because because it's it's almost it's almost the opposite of what Bowie would take on with something like that. But somehow it all like I feel like you guys are still on the same track. Uh, if that well, makes I feel, sense. I, I sometimes I envy people that have done that, like have like created characters that they inhabit. It's still them, you know, you, it's just like, you know, a good actor only takes roles that reflect something that he believes he has within himself anyway, like some kernel of honesty that he's got in himself that he can actually portray. Like, I feel like that's, that's why you, you would become drawn to certain roles if, if you're going at it from that, that angle, you know, but like when you're writing the song yourself and you're not like singing someone else's song, like to me, like I, 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 it is sometimes hard to separate. Like you, you know, you know, you haven't created a character to inhabit. It's it's hard to let let it go. Like it's hard to you end up fusing yourself, and so that you're like vulnerable all the time. Like the the process of writing, recording, and everything makes you feel so intensely vulnerable. And like it, it was already difficult enough when I was in a band to feel like you know I I was. I was so I was going so fully in as far as being really, really personal with everything and really, you know, trying to like get a lot out of myself. But like when you're doing it under your own name too, like you don't have a stage name and you're not coming up with some character, like it becomes really like, I had a really hard time with that. I've talked about that a lot, but like, I so it's a little redundant, but yeah, I had a really hard time with the idea of it being my own name, like all kinds of, all, all that. So you're talking about characters and stuff. It's like harder the more I've decided to go away from thinking of it like different characters and the more I've tried to have it just be me, the scarier it is. But I feel like ultimately the solo stuff and it being called my real name and things like that is all the, the, the um, overcoming for, and, and, the, and, and it's irreversible now, you know, it's like, I'm, I, I'm steering into that and that's my path and there's no taking it back now, you know? <laughs> Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray 
that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Well, as we get into it, the album starting with that instrumental, uh, This Hell You Find Yourself, which I, I, I think I'd read somewhere about, you know, sort of being, you know, just, oh, we, we need, you know, an, an intro to it or whatever. But but it, what does that does it start start working as sort of um, the thesis of the record? Because that's that's how I approached it. Like, OK, yeah. this is this is the overture right here. Absolutely. The record, I, I think, in terms of uh, like like that, I think in terms of like a, a like you said, like a theater production or something or like a movie, I think very cinematically. And I think like, I, I make records. I don't, I know that like people don't have to listen to the whole thing and you can listen to a single and all oh, that's cool. Like, I don't have a problem with that. I mostly listen to singles myself, but if you were to choose to listen to the record, the record is, it's important to me that it is a front to back experience. And I don't just mean sonically. I mean like what you're trying to portray emotionally and that song needed the record needed to open in some sort of messy cacophony that you're trying to fucking make sense of that you're trying to get find your way out of that you've suddenly found yourself surrounded by a this disastrous chaotic dissonance and that was you know part of uh, some of what i was dealing with you know the record's called mirror cell because you know of the idea of, of realizing that you've surrounded yourself you know, with your your own your 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 own bullshit still right in front of you, no matter which way you turn, and it's closing in on you, and it has now reached a point of unavoidability where it doesn't matter how much you work, how much you party, how much you tour, how much you whatever you do, whatever your temporary addiction is, you know, workaholism, fucking whatever it is to try to avoid. You're let's like to say wherever you go, there you are. It's true, and like the older you get, the louder that becomes. And I think that. Uh, I, you know whether it was COVID or not it wasn't but like that that amplified it I just reached a point in my life where a lot of things that I had neglected within myself personally psychologically personal accountability wise reached this pinnacle of unavoidability where it didn't matter how much I was working the other portions of me that I had let atrophy were fucking a mess that's and loud and it, it, it was very obvious it had become unavoidable 
and I so I I've, I've found myself in a fucking state of you know of hell like of, of chaos and the only thing I could see looking around was my doing you know that it was my I have to be responsible for getting my way out of this like disastrous mess that I'm in, in in internally and uh that's the beginning of the record and that's why that is it just starts in sheer chaos like that and then you know even the song titles from that point on they're linear the record you know the first third of the record is kind of angry and aggressive and that's you sort of being in denial and pushing against that chaos and then the middle of it is sort of sad and and melancholy and that's you know accepting or being you know sad or forlorn about you know the either the damage that you've caused to yourself or other people or whatever it is and then the end of it is you know the very final song is like this big blast of frustration where you're ready to lie down and die and like kind of give up the fight and then you have a breakthrough midway through it where you've sort of you know allowed yourself to come to terms with it forgiving yourself and, and moving on and trying not to repeat yourself you know so the whole record is more or less a, 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 a timeline of this interpersonal you know journey that i feel like i'm kind of in cusp of at the moment I, I love how it works like that and and all waves to nothing i mean what an epic track and and you know the movements that you go through and that are you able to sing anything else after that song <laughs> um I'm honestly, I'm always a little kind of, kind of constantly astonished by how resilient my vocal cords are. I don't know whether it's from 20 years of doing Dillinger or not, but they should be really fucked up, you know. Uh, but I try to leave, you know, a song like that. I, I really want people to feel the pain of that part. Like I want to, I don't, I'm not trying to protect my voice. I'm not trying to like think to myself, oh, I've got another half of a set to play after this, or I've got another three shows in a row after tonight. I, I mean, that's when you're in the studio, it's like you really want to go, go as hard as you can go in moments like that to like make people's hair fucking stand up. Like you want people to feel what you're feeling, not just to not just to accomplish the part and keep your voice intact. So I do hurt myself more in the studio than I do live because of that. Like there's definitely times in the studio where I'm like, fuck man, like I just think I tasted blood in the back of my throat there for a second. You know, or I see spots and almost pass out or something like that. And that, that never happens live. So I think there's an inherent slight bit of protection live that you, even if it's 10% less, you kind of like know that you've got to do this again tomorrow night. And in the studio, you can save that track for the last one. That's what I usually try to do is I save the, the most scathing bit for the, the, whatever track is going to ruin me the hardest. I'd save that for the end. <laughs> It's a hell of a finale, uh, seriously, uh, on this record. Uh, and nice. and I, I think I've gone back and played that just more than a few times, at least, just to let that one wash over, too. Uh, just the feeling it gives, man. Yeah, I kind of want to gra grab that feeling as often as I can, I guess. Thank you, man. I'm really happy with the guitar solo. That guitar solo in that, that song is one of my favorite things on the record, as far as just an emotional release goes. That uh, If you talk about recording solo stuff and, and another continuity link between this and child soldier was how 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 cool it is to have guitar be an element that you can kind of sing with because i'm not like a shredder guy like i approach guitar the way i approach vocals like i'm just trying to find some emotive 
some 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 emotive thing whether it's noise or a sound or a, a melody like i'm just trying to emote and it's really cool to not have to 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 use your voice to do that to be able to like you don't have to write lyrics to a guitar solo you know which fucking helps because sometimes the, the the melody is all you want to convey and you know that's why obviously like a band like cigarettes was like fuck lyrics you know like i don't i can't be bothered to do that yeah, so sometimes it's like, man, I really need, I want like a minute and a half long melody right now that kind of tells how I feel without having to like come up with how the amount of lyrics that it would, it would take to fill up that space too, you know, so playing, being able to do that on guitar was a huge thing that I kind of fell in love with over the course of those these two records, just being like, man, how nice to not, you know, to be able to express yourself without words crs by the way created their own language to get away from incredible. words that's incredible uh, i was just thinking about that the other day when one of their songs came on it's still even 20 years later it's still mind-blowing what they accomplished yeah. very cool yeah no one even batted an eye they're like all right like <laughs> kind of for a second you were like what and then you heard it and you're like okay and that's cool i mean that says it all right there is that you, you can speak to people maybe more so you know if you're speaking and like from sometimes uh, complete, you know, abstraction wh where you can't understand what someone's saying. Like sometimes that's more impactful than than uh, literally like having people be like, OK, what is he talking about? Or what did he say just then or something? You know, being able to hit people with just a sound, you know, that's that's that's, you know, just as powerful on the uh, on, on sort of a different angle on this. Um you know, I don't think we can get through this without mentioning Jerry Cantrell. You've been touring him for a few years. There is de <laughs> definitely that influence on this record that that is, you know, obvious in some parts and, you know, which I absolutely love. Do you... Gary, Gar Gary Campbell, who? <laughs> every, every review is like, Jerry Cantrell, no, but it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That well, massive influence. What what I was what I was really going to get at isn't so much what you've done with him, but but with that influence there, do you find like you know, or if we that you know he's part of the music that we all grew up on. I mean that was just in there. It was you know of our of all of our yeah. some version of coming of age. Do you allow yourself in these moments, whether when you're on stage with him, but even on this record right here on Miracell, the 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 fantasy of time travel, like here you are, the young version of you you know, is getting that because that's moments like, holy yeah. shit, look where I am, you know, look what I got to do. Sometimes I have to go like, I really try to go back every now and then and high five, like my nine year old self or like 13 year old self and be like, hey, man, like just inner time travel and be like, yo, dude, like, like you're going to do all right. You know, like shit's going to be fucking mind blowingly sick. Like to if like if you thought of it, then it would have been mind blowingly sick by the time you get there. You're going to be completely acclimated to it. And it's going to happen so slowly and incrementally that you're going to like, you know, you're not really going to notice it as it's happening. But like, you, you got to go back and do that. And just kind of like, because he's still in there, you know, like somewhere. Like, yeah, you're just, he's still in there. He's just been like, you know, going, like accumulating things like a snowball and like getting older physically. But it's still that kernel is in there. And the excitement that I have is exactly the same as it was back then. Just you get, you know, you stop caring about, uh, we were both doing an interview yesterday where we were asked this kind of question. Like, you know, he, he was the same thing. It's like Duff McKagan tracked bass on Jerry's record. And it's like, so, you know, he's got to, he's totally used to that. It's totally normal, you know, like, like, but then he's got to go back and be like, wait a second. Like, you know, I like, 
there was a fucking snake in Jerry's backyard. And in order to get rid of the snake, like he, he called slash to find out like if slash knew like how to get rid of snakes or something like that. And he did. And he gave him like this number for like a snake rescue or something like that. And I was like, did, at any point, like, do you ever, do you ever feel like it's weird that like, you're like, I'm just going to call slash and see you know what he knows about snake removal. And it's like, yeah, like no matter who you are, you got to be able to like go back and like high five your young self, but it doesn't last for very long because you're just in your life at all mm-hmm. times. And it's mm-hmm. like, there are moments though, man, like we were playing the other day, we were playing some festival and we were like opening for Metallica, like a one band before Metallica. And like, you know, Lars and James are on the side of the stage watching. And I'm like singing man of the box, with Jerry and for like a field full of people. What the fuck is, what the fuck is going on? You know, like there's like a moment of that, but it, again, like it's so Jerry's just like, he's my buddy now. It's like, I don't even think of that. Like when I, so I have to like remind myself sometimes that like, Oh, when you were a kid and you were, listening to facelifts and dirt this is the same guy because you're now you have a different relationship where you come at each other from like you know we clicked really quick like our chemistry was really quick and it was like finding another another kid like it transcended age like it was like oh shit like we have the you meet other people and you either amplify each other's resonance or you don't and some people you amplify a little bit some people are it de-amplifies you and you're like ah get away from me and then there's other people that you're like whoa instant ramp up and you can tell that you've just got a thing with one another you know and uh and that's rare you're looking for that you look for it when you're a kid and those people become like your best friends pretty quickly and like you know but you find it less and less as you get older and like you got to be more protective of who you are around you and so when you do find it you're really amped on it but like yeah like i said like you're you know you kind of get acclimated so you're not as like holy shit as you would have been before but you know if you're talking about letting influences come through too i mean you can't spend two years of your life like just like hanging out with someone and watching their work process and being involved in their album and learning like fucking 40 of their back catalog songs like really intricate harmonies and like really zooming in on like a certain aspect of their songwriting without it without it coming back out of your filter, like, you know, when it comes time for you to write. And I would never run away from that. Now, and it, it will probably fade a little bit in time and just become, you know, smaller part of the, your, you know, my writing vocab. But when you're writing, you just want to be honest and you want to take a Polaroid of the moment that you're in in your life. And if the moment that I'm in in my life right now has involved a lot of fucking Jerry Cantrell's, you know, writing, I'm going to just let that fucking bleed through, you know, because if I, if I, if I, you know, if I hear a harmony on a part and I can't unhear it and then I don't track it because in my mind, I'm like, oh, that sounds like Alice Chain's harmony. Like I, then I fucking, then I've, then I've obstructed the honesty, the purity of the expression, you know? So you just got to get the fuck out of the way of it, at, you know, whenever you can. Well, Sorry, I, I'm wearing- no, no, I love how it's uh, how it had worked on this, and and I understand that that part, like because eventually you do have to become yourself again, and I don't mean that you weren't yourself because you're saying how honest you were, but uh, well, no, it's but, like anything, it it becomes like it just it just becomes you know it goes back down a little bit, and then it just be, absorbs in you, and it's a little bit more balanced of a piece. Like you get into something, and you get really into it, you know, like you're like oh shit, I'm fucking super into this food right now, I want to eat it all the time, you know, or I'm into this activity i want to do it all the time and then you 
just blended into the rest of your life. But that initial moment is like a big flare up, you know, of, of something new. And you, you know, you tell your friends how into this thing you are, you know, like I'm really into rock climbing, you know, but like, <laughs> you're like, wait, what? You weren't into rock climbing <laughs> last week. You know, now you're like all about rock climbing, you bought all kinds of gear, you know? And then maybe later you're like, you know, you just rock climb like occasionally, you know, right. you're not fucking five times a week. You know? <laughs> I love how we just distilled all of songwriting into that analogy right there. Yeah. <laughs> because it's absolutely true. It's 100% true. Yeah, it's true. If the emotions coming through, the stylistic elements and like the kind of tools you're using, like those things can be. And honestly, man, that's what I'm looking for anyway, is like excitement. Like you're looking for something that's like kind of peaking in you at the moment. And like, you know, like, like when people, if someone's like, hey, how come this record has a lot of guitar? and not a lot of electronics and it's like well because i was really excited about using a guitar and real instruments this time you know if i was fucking really excited to pick up a drum machine or to like program drums then it would have sounded like that you just you can't like you just gotta steer into the thing like i'm not a big fan of balance like i don't like thinking to myself so like oh this i've got five guitar songs or five heavy songs now i need to start writing light songs or i've got five electronic songs now i need to write five guitar songs I'm more of a fan of steering in to the thing. Like if fucking, you know, you're you're getting a lot of fruit out of this this area, just stay in that area. Just keep tapping it until it runs out, you know, because that's what's trying to come out. Like don't don't get in the way of it and try to tone it down, you know. It's a perfect sentiment. Uh, absolutely perfect sentiment. Uh, and again, I, I know I've I've already done it a dozen times, half dozen times, or whatever. But Miracell is so damn good, Greg and. Uh, and if you're on a roll right now where you're just producing, producing, I hope that continues because I'm on board to listen. Oh, man. I like I, ever, I was saying this, Jerry, and I were saying this again yesterday to in another interview. Like you, you think the other thing about putting a record out that when you start to realize that anyone thinks it's good, then the next oh shit thing happens where you're like, that's it. I don't have any more. I can't believe that these people fell for this again. You know, like that's that's what that's all you think in your head. You're like, I can't believe they're falling for this. Like, I can't fucking believe that people think this piece of shit is any good. Like, or or it's like kind of like a wink, wink. Like, you don't know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, we didn't go to school for music, and I don't have a degree or where I can in art or music. So you're kind of like, you know, there's like this idea that like you've just convinced people that you're you're worthwhile you know and uh because it is really esoteric and weird like the idea of putting out art is like it's not like fixing a toilet or like doing a, a thing that's you know demonstrably valuable like right away like coming over and fixing someone's a hole in someone's wall or doing it or being a heart surgeon like these are things that are immediately valuable on their face you know and like making art is this weird like thing that's borderline narcissistic and like kind of pretentious no matter what and like it's audacious and like you're just you know kind of always like does this really suck is this really do people really think i should keep doing this does anyone really care if i stop you know like <laughs> but like yeah so yeah but every time you're like well i think that was it like i can't process right another song right now you know and then and then it, it regrows you know if you keep the passion alive for it and you don't force it it just seems, seems to keep coming back so like i'm i'm grateful you know well I, I hope that you keep the passion alive but if it makes it easier i'll just reverse my statement and be like this was fine you can do better get thank back you <laughs> yeah, that's right. thank you let me crawl back into my hole oh, go back yeah try again yeah but all right thanks.
Buddy, it was so good to talk to you today. Thank you so much for taking the time on this one, man. And it was so great to meet you. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. My thanks, Greg Pucciato. The new record is called Mirror Cell. It's out now. Thanks to you as well for checking out the uh, the episode, the series. Uh, hit that subscribe button before you get out of here, yeah? Three interviews every single week. New ones Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions. Anywhere you get your podcast from, subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. Then after that, head over to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Would prefer to have the highest fidelity for a phone conversation. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.